Welcome to the official podcast where the bombs get thrown. I'm your host, me, Shayla Bogan, and I introduce to you the Mike Bomb Podcast. Every night and I pray Asking Lord let him hear I got something to say There's a fear out there When it's coming your way Don't let it stop you From living for what you were made It's not a dream It's a destiny Hey, welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast This is your host, May Shayla And yes, I am going solo for this episode But I am not coming along As I am joined now By my very special guest Miss. Chiefs Kingdom herself, Lexi Osborne. <laughs> Lexi, introduce hey. yourself to the audience. Hey, what's up? I'm Lexi. How are you guys? Good to be with hey. you, Shay. Finally, we make this happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I hate technology, but obviously, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, obviously, there's so much to talk about because. This has been a massive year for you, and it's been a massive year for Chiefs Kingdom. It's been a massive year for NFL, and obviously the season is right around the corner. Preseason's already gotten started. Um, a lot of teams are showing life. Some teams haven't took a step, so it's you know it's incredible. But obviously, the team to beat is your fellow Kansas City Chiefs, and it's correct. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's awesome for you guys. Um, obviously, your thing that's just so surprising about your era is that no one's seen you seen this coming. Everyone had my Steelers at one point. Everyone had the Patriots at one point. Everyone was thinking that it was going to be the Patriots show because we never thought Tom Brady would ever retire from football. But ever. obviously, <laughs> we're glad that he did. So you know what? Let's get started. Um, before we get into your fellow Kansas City Chiefs, I got to ask you about your podcast. Um, it's called Kingdom Queens Podcast. All of you who don't know, if you are a diehard Chiefs fan like my fellow guests here, then I would recommend you listening to that podcast as they will be covering your fellow Kansas City Chiefs all year round. So how did that get started? How did, you know, what made you come up with this idea to create a, such a great platform like this and talk about it? <laughs> Yeah, so I was actually approached to do the podcast last year about this time. And really, it was because there there are a ton of Chiefs podcasts, but there are really no just female Chiefs podcasts. Um, so someone approached me to do it saying that they think that would be a good idea. And I never saw myself doing a podcast, especially like on football. I mean, or really on anything, but... Um, it's, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Why not just like give it a go? And so I messaged a few other girls that I thought would maybe be interested as well. And then Jody and Chrissy ended up being the ones that wanted to do it. And the chemistry has just flown between us three. And um, it's just been a great thing since we got it going. And we've really built up a great following. And uh, it's just a lot of fun to talk Chiefs football every week with my girls and kind of give the female perspective. 
of football that you know there's so many no offense to any of the dudes there's just so many dude podcasts out there so yeah it is and it's you know it's time for the ladies to shine it is so and you know what like you said we're in such a great era of chiefs football right now that why not just like take advantage of everything that's going on take advantage of the opportunity and so here we are so yeah we we do kingdoms queens and uh we go live every tuesday at 7 p.m central and then we are available on Apple and Spotify as well. So, but we give you all the details and all things Chiefs and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's but, it has been a great podcast. I actually appreciate you guys doing that because like you said, it's too many fellows breaking down the game of football. <laughs> it's time for the ladies to do it. It's time, you know, exactly. that, you know, let's see what you guys have. And obviously you three, like you said, it's a great great trio and when you think of great trios and when you think of an all-female platform like kingdoms queens podcast you think of you know the chemistry you guys have you project and you that's that's obviously the goals you want to have people who obviously will have may you know time to time may have different perceptions on whatever the topic is but obviously would just build such great you know chemistry that it flows so well and that's exactly what you and Jody and the other girls do. But it's it's a great podcast. I'm I'm a thank fan you. Of it. I appreciate it. You know, I definitely <laughs> subscribe to that. And I have it both on my Spotify and Apple account. Oh, and yes, awesome. I do have them. We but appreciate speak- that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's all love this way. But speaking of your fellow Kansas City Chiefs, they bounced back. They're like, we, you know, like I already stated up here, you know, on the podcast is that they are the team to be obviously after an incredible 2022, 2023 season, many people called this a bounce back year for the cheese bounce back year for Patrick Mahomes, you know, adding Juju Smith shoes through the previous off season. Yeah. And, you're um, Steeler. You're, you're Steeler guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we um, love, we love cool. Juju. <laughs> Who could it, you know, and He's then. Awesome. Travis Kelsey, just let's just say Travis being Travis. That's what we're going to call that. Travis Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) And you have his shirt on right now. But give me your overall thoughts on the 2022-2023 season. Yeah, so I think, like you said, the Chiefs were definitely expected to take a step back. Um, And it's so funny because... As Chiefs fans, we all knew we were going to have to endure an entire offseason of the controversy of Tyreek Hill leaving. And I mean, that was literally the storyline of our season, the entire season, where every single Chiefs game you would watch, they'd be like, oh, they're doing this without Tyreek Hill. They're winning without Tyreek. Every single game exactly. you hear about him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> like, it's not... Um, and I think we all knew that, like all Chiefs fans were like, we're going to be okay. Um, I think some were a little bit weary on the wide receivers, but like you said, you have a guy like Travis Kelsey and he's always going to come through. Like Travis Kelsey is just magically always open. Always. No one can guard him. Like he's just, he's a magic, a magician himself. So the two of them together is just one of the most special things we're ever going to see in the NFL. Um, it's like a Rob Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. It's like, you know, uh, Montana and Rice. I mean, it's just one of those like fantastic connections that you're going to, that will go on in history. And so I just say 
you know, as much as people love to hate the Chiefs right now, because I and I completely understand because we keep winning and it, it's you know it's not so fun to see all the time. But you got to also just appreciate greatness while you're in it, um, and that's what we're seeing with Andy Reid at the head coach, and then Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So. I feel like last season and then Juju, we've been wanting him to be a chief for a few years now. And so he was such a welcomed addition last year uh, and he did so good. And then Marquez was a nice little Marquez Valdez Scantling was a nice little addition last year. Um, and then Kadarius Tony out of nowhere from the Giants. Like I know he has his injury struggles. He has his things, but he really came through for us clutch in the big moments last season. Um, and so I, I just think, 2022, here's my maybe annoying Chiefs fan opinion on it, is uh, I think the league should not have let the Chiefs win the Super Bowl last season because I think they're only going to get better. We had our team was so, so young last year, like our entire secondary was rookies, like for the most part. And then we had Justin Reed. Except for Justin Reed. Right. We had Justin Reed and he was he's never he was on the Texans and he's a fantastic safety um, but Steve Spagnolo's defensive scheme is hard to learn. So I think he, it took him to like mid season to even feel really comfortable. So I, I just know the way all of them are talking so far this season is like, they're on such a mission to be the next team to two Pete after the Bucks did or the Bucks, sorry, <laughs> the uh, Patriots did in the early two thousands. And I think they all just like have such a fire within them. Um, and I just, I just think they're going to play a different level of football again this season. And I actually think our team has a chance to finally have a top 10 defense in the Mahomes era. Um, so I'm really excited about all of that. I think all of our young guys are going to be great in their sophomore season. And they already won a Super Bowl, so that's going to be their expectation. And they're not going to want to not do, you know, they're not going to want to do anything less than that again. So I'm, I'm excited. I think 2022 was, I knew we were going to be good, but wow, to win the Super Bowl, it's just incredible. So yeah, that's where um, I'm at. <laughs> agreeing. I listen as a Steeler fan, I a hundred percent agree with you. Obviously when you win one Super Bowl, you want to win them all. And that's really what it is. Of course. Like, that's, that's the spoiler part about winning championships trust me i get it over here i'm i'm still clocking on a day where i can get a super bowl parade in pittsburgh again i know but, but i i have a good feeling it's coming soon like sooner than many people think and we're gonna Steelers, talk about that they could be a little sleeper team this season <laughs> definitely and we're gonna talk about that a little bit heading into the show but we spoke on the super bowl and you know more than me that there has been a lot of excuses flying around when Whew. pretty much you shut everybody's mouth and you beat the best team other than yourselves that the league had the offer in the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we have talked about this. Obviously, there's one team, one fan base, you and I both have in common who just needed to be shown up. Oh, you know? Goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do a whole lot of I think it's like Shannon Sharp said it best. Do a whole lot of celebrating, a whole lot of talking. It ain't won nothing. Nope. Ain't won nothing. <laughs> and I don't think that team who we shall not mention, because I think <laughs> our mentions are, you know, filled enough with that fan base. Oh, always. Uh, every day. Yeah. 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 Every day. It's like, whatever. Point being, <laughs> that team 
came with a lot of excuses after the borough head comment, after calling themselves the big dogs, you know, even though you went three and three in a reload and rebuilding AFC North division, and for some reason your favorite this year so highly, and I don't know why with every team getting better, but that's down the road. Um, anyways, let's get back to the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles. They keep blaming the turf, blaming the grass, blaming the referees. What are your thoughts on the Eagles' comments about their loss to you guys in the Super Bowl and your overall thoughts on Super Bowl 58, it was, if I'm not mistaken. 57, but yeah. 57. Next, yeah, this season will be 58. Um, You know, I think it was actually a really, really good game overall. I think it was a very entertaining game. I think it was like a very enjoyable football game to watch. Obviously, I'm watching in like full stress mode, but I think like, you know, the Super Bowl is when everyone watches, like, so many people that don't ever watch football watch. And so I think it, for that, for, for those purposes, it was a very entertaining game. Uh, just a lot of a lot of fun plays, a lot of high scoring. Both offenses did really well. Um, both defenses could have done a lot better, but they did what they could, I guess. Um, I think... You know, <laughs> my thoughts are we played on the same field as Philadelphia. They weren't switching out the grass during commercial breaks like everyone wants to claim. Like, I don't know why they're like, oh, if we would have had whatever grass, we would have been so much better. We would have won that game. I'm like, well, the Chiefs play on this, played on these same grass as you did, and they found a way to win with a quarterback that had a high ankle sprain. Um. I mean, it, it's just so many excuses and it, it gets really old really quick. I'm like, you can say woulda, coulda, shoulda for any game, any NFL game. You could say, oh, well, if we did this, then we would have won. Sure. Yeah. If you would have done that, you would have won, but you didn't. So like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I think, you know, I think the Chiefs won fair and square. People want to question that holding call at the end of the game all day long. And sure, it was a fortunate call in the Chiefs favor, but. People don't remember. I think people forget that Nick Bolton, you know, he had one um, he had one fumble recovery from Jalen Hurts that he ended up scoring on, and that was six points. And so that also, so what I think is funny too is people are like, oh, Pat, like Jalen Hurts totally outplayed Patrick Mahomes during this game, and I do think Jalen Hurts played very, very well. I just think our the Eagles kept our offense off of the field for most of the entire first half. Like we weren't really out there. And that has to do with like us recovering that fumble. I can't talk. <laughs> fumble recovery. Um, and so that, you know, it's like, they're already making their way down the field. Then Nick Bolton does that. And so then it puts their offense back on the field and yada, yada. And then I think people forget too, that uh, Nick Bolton almost had another fumble recovery, like two or three drives later. And it was, it ended up being taken away. And I actually didn't agree with that call, but um, I, I think the Eagles got some very lucky calls their way, especially in the first half. But people forget about that because it's the first half and the Chiefs end up winning. And they just want to say, oh, well, the Chiefs got that lucky call at the end. Like, yeah, it might have been somewhat lucky. But at the end of the day, I mean, what are you going to do? I think the Chiefs did what they needed to do to win. And the Eagles had every chance to put it away, too. So, But I, overall, I think it was a great game. And I'm... 
Um, I'm very happy with it, but there's always going to be players and, you know, people that want to take away from the victory. So it is what it is, but we won fair and square. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, you know, it's hard to disagree with that. If you watch the game and actually analyzed it, um, like you said, same turf, same field, same time. So it's like, you, you heard a lot of it and you still hear a lot of it from the Eagles. And the thing about this mm -hmm. is, in my right opinion, is this, you mentioned that, you know, they changed their, or they mentioned in their, you know, not putting words in your mouth, but they are the ones who mentioned that they had to change their cleats numerous times. They had to do this, do that because the turf and conditions. But at the end of the day, that's not on the Chiefs. That's on whoever job it is to have the right. field ready for you to play, you know? And to me, that was a holding call. Um, I actually, we watched that three to four times before this show, you know, just, and I wish I would have had it up here, but you know what? Who needs it right now? And they know, know exactly what we're talking about. What's funny about it too, is if you actually watch it from like the all 22 angle, um, you can actually see Marquez Valdez Scantling on that same where Juju gets called or they get called for the hold. Marquez Valdez Scantling is on the other side being held even worse than Juju is. So I'm like, these guys are holding all over the field and just didn't get called for it. And then they just didn't like it when they were called for it. So, I mean, that's just how it goes. There's going to be calls that don't always go your way, but. I think if you're an actual football fan and you're watching that, like it's, it was a hold. Um, and that's, it is what it is. And yeah, like you said, the, the cleats, the excuses are just, I mean, the players that still talk about it, it's like the chiefs played on the same field. I just think it's hilarious. And like, it almost looks dumb that you're still making that excuse. So just, <laughs> just get over it and, you know, go try again the next year. Yeah. And you know what? The thing about the Eagles with the incredible draft that they had this year, um, they they're going. I think they're going to be back. Obviously, this Honestly. won't be to me. To me, this won't be the last Chiefs and Eagles matchup we see on that stage. Maybe different be, stadium, <laughs> but not right. that stage. It'd be fun to go again next season with them. I, I mean, I would hope we could win again, but I I think the NFC is so wide open right now. The Eagles can NFC, easily go back. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I don't see no team in the NFC more favored than them. I don't know. Um, you could say the 49ers, you could say the, I don't know why we're saying the Cowboys. I really Always. don't. I don't <laughs> see, I don't see no miraculous moves. The Cowboys made. Yes. No. Is Tony Pollard back in Dallas? I'm not even sure, but I yes, know Ezekiel is. Elliott could be, you know, he's a good gone. second down back and he's not there. Yeah. Like you said, he's gone. Um, obviously CD lamb might just be in West bubble hell by himself. It, offensive line is still question marks in Dallas. Dak Prescott is, does he have it in him to take that next step? The giants, I don't see going back at all. I don't see it. And don't get me started on the commanders who still can't even come up with an actual name and proper ownership. <laughs> So there goes their division. Hmm. And then let's look at the rest of the conference. The Rams, you can, I guess we're going to have to watch and see them. Losing Jalen Ramsey could definitely hurt, but anyone could put, you, you know, could make nothing, something out of nothing would be Sean McVay. But 
we talking about the NFC. We need to go back to the AFC real quick because we got to get your thoughts on this. We, I, that's, this is one of the ultimate reasons <laughs> why I brought you up here. Yes. Let it, let it away. What are, what were your thoughts on the AFC championship and the excuses that you heard from this game? You know, it's always excuses. Like no matter when the chiefs win now, it's always an excuse. And that's how, you know, the chiefs are at the top is because any team we play, it's like, Oh, well, the ref made this call. So that's the only reason why the chiefs won. The chiefs are in the refs pockets now. That's why, uh, which I think is hilarious, but with the Bengals, that's become such a, well, it, you couldn't hardly even call it a rivalry until we beat them in the AFC championship game because they did keep beating us uh, when it was Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. So now granted we play each other's defenses. And like I said, we have chiefs have not had a top 10 defense ever in Mahomes era. And the Bengals low key have one of the best defenses in the league, in my opinion, which you probably could agree with um, since you face them twice a year but they just know how to scheme up the Chiefs really well, like almost better. I would say better than any other team in the league right now. The Bengals defense challenges the Chiefs the most. Um, and so I think it was a really big hurdle to get over. And they all want to say, oh, we're rent free. We're rent free in your head. Like that's <laughs> this is the Bengals fans. And then the disrespect to call it burrowhead instead of arrowhead. And then their stupid mayor <laughs> that was declared uh, that. Patrick or that Joe Burrow needed to take a paternity test to confirm he was Patrick Mahomes' father. I mean, just the weirdest stuff. I'm like, I've never heard anything like that. It was the weirdest thing ever. Um, I just, I couldn't believe it. But I was like, you know what? This is all the fire the Chiefs need to go into this game. And then you also have like every media person, everyone in the media is picking the Bengals to win. Uh, picking Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. He's so cool. He's going to go in there and win. Uh, and, <laughs> right? and uh, you know, I was like, I think they are going to win this game. Like, I just knew the Chiefs were, like, not going to deal with that disrespect. And it's always going to be close when we play the Bengals. It's never not stressful. I'm literally just sitting there, like, in agony. I mean, it's like, it's not even fun to watch our games for me when we play the Bengals because it's so much stress. Um, but, you know, and it's so funny because they all want to get mad about this call that gave us like a another try on a fourth down. They're like, oh, what about your fifth down you got? And I'm like, literally it did nothing for us. It, that, that, uh, that drive still resulted in a punt. So you're so mad about a call that didn't do anything to impact the game. And then, so I'd understand, like, if that led to a touchdown or something, but it didn't lead to anything. So it's just hilarious to me, all the excuses they come up with. And then the last call on on Osai that he pushed Mahomes out of bounds while he was out of bounds. He pushed him. They can't do that. And they all want to say that that was like, oh, my gosh, such a lucky call. Oh, Mahomes totally, like like leaned into that he acted on that I'm like no like you can see where his feet are he is out of bounds and your player pushes him out even further and you just can't like an idiot <laughs> we can't do that when the quarterback's out of bounds you just can't so uh, it resulted in a first down and a 15 yard penalty and but that was well deserved you can't do that so 
like you, like we say, anything can happen in these games and you can what if it all day long. But, you know, for the Bengals, I feel for them. The, the only thing they have is three and one on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so I get it. They're excited, that, but that's all they have. And so they have to run with it. And they, uh, they've had a long offseason, I'm sure. And then now Joe Burrow is a little injured. So I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I think it was a great game it was such a thrilling victory i mean and what's funny is too you know you have players like and we can talk about this too but players like tyler boyd who say if uh if he was in they would have won right well i'm like okay we lost our starting cornerback legerius sneed on like the first drive um we lost juju smith schuster we lost justin like we lost half of our wide receivers we had marquez travis kelsey and marcus kemp which you probably don't even know who marcus kemp is and those were our like receivers for most of the game. So it's just funny to me that they say, oh, well, if I was in, we would have won or if I, whatever, you know, I'm like, we played with like a bunch of backups and Travis Kelsey. And like, I don't know what you're, exactly. So, but it was a, it was a sweet victory. <laughs> Definitely. I, you know what? I jumped in the air for y'all as if my team was the team that won. <laughs> I love and it. It's, 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 because they get on my damn nerves. People think, oh, you you, you know, you're a Steeler fan, blah, 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 blah. First of all, it's a diehard Steeler fan to you. That's number one. <laughs> and then number two, it's just, if I wasn't a Steeler fan, I would still highly despise them and their fans more than any team in sports. Forget the NFL. I forget know. the AFC. Any team in sports. See, I see, and, and this is the thing. And then you have some Steeler fans who defend these idiots because – they like, oh, they're excited. You act like we wasn't there before, buddy. Our expectations are what they are because of what we're known for doing. Vice versa with the, the Steelers Patriots. are known to be a winning organization. <laughs> exactly. No, just like you guys are now. No, it's either Super Bowl or it's nothing. That's the that's the pros, but the cons of being a championship winning team. The, yeah. the problem that I have with the Bengals and their fans. See, I would have understood if you would have won the Super Bowl 56, but you lost. You lost. You lost. <laughs> and, and the thing that just bugs me is this. I heard more who days than <sighs> I've heard let's go Bucks, Chiefs Kingdom, and Ram House in the past three years combined. I, I heard more talking from <laughs> Eli Apple and Mike Hilton oh my and others than I heard from Jalen Ramsey, than I heard from Justin Reed, than I heard from Devin White, all combined. But you want to know the difference? They're pro bowlers. They're first team all pros. They're Super Bowl champion defensive players. You ain't Jack, and you out here talking as if you won it all when you won nothing. This is the cause of going and, and really, losing. You really don't get credited themselves. for you don't get credited for losing the Super Bowls. You don't. That's the cause of being the loser. You're in the same boat as the other thirty teams that were sitting home watching. You yep. want to know why? Because you didn't win it either. And the differences between you and those other 30 teams, you were there and you still couldn't get it done, which means you have no reason. You have no excuse. And you know what? Speaking of that game, they did a whole <laughs> hell of a lot talking heading into that game. Oh my running gosh. their mouth about Jalen Ramsey, running their mouth about Cooper Cup, 
And the thing that pissed me off the most, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins got more damn credit and Tyler Boyd got more damn credit than Cooper Cup, who was the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year and was a Super Bowl champion. I don't understand. Don't tell me media favoritism doesn't exist when you got stuff like that happening. Let me and, tell you. Can I just go into that real quick? I want to say it is insane ahead. to me how I've never – now I'm kind of going back to the Eagles here too. I've never seen – we're at such a level of Chiefs haters that I've never seen losers get so much credit for what they did. For losing. Like, we are crediting the Eagles for losing. And you would think, okay, so what's interesting to me is, you know, the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. The Rams are but the But they ones got credited get, more than the they got credited more than the Eagles in the more, Super Bowl. Think, and the Eagles had think, better performance. You would literally think the Bengals and the Eagles won the last two Super Bowls by the way that they are treated after they've lost. When the Chiefs lost, now Brandon, we lost really badly in that Super Bowl 54. I don't even want to talk about it. But <laughs> you said really it, bad. not me. <laughs> we lost really badly. I can admit that, right? And it was not great. And but the way we were talked about after, it was like the Chiefs are completely broken. Like they're never going to go back. They're never, you know. And it's like, I understand we lost pretty badly. There was a lot going on, you know. Um, two days before the Super Bowl, Andy Reid's son had all that drama. And that, I think, honestly, was one of our biggest downfalls. Of Like when that happened, I was like, this isn't going to be good. Andy Reid is going to be distracted. Our team is going to be distracted and it's not going to be good. Not to mention our O-line was like completely backups and the Bucks defense is like one of the best I've seen in years. Um, and when we played them, it's so, it's just funny. The narratives that come after. Yeah. Did not, you know, did so not like, get credited enough. No. It's just going back to that AFC championship game. See, I'm glad it, Everybody said that they knew after the Burrowhead comments from Mike Hilton, you know, and this idiotic mayor that <laughs> oh the God. Bengals were so... going to lose that game. But honestly, yeah. the Bengals shocked me that Buffalo game because I ain't seen them getting out of Buffalo. But I knew when I rewatched film about the throws that Josh Allen missed, forget, forget, forget his interceptions. We get that part. But Josh Allen missed a lot of throws. He did. Josh Allen missed he was wide terrible. open. Yeah, missed wide open Stefan Diggs. And Eli Apple doing all this talking as if he locked him up. No, you ain't locked him up. And then you had, you know, former Bengal <laughs> safety, now current Falcon, you know, safety Jesse Bates. Saying, yeah. Oh, yes. Saying, oh, I hope he's healthy. Therefore, there wouldn't be no excuses. We'll be ready. But, buddy, you was not ready for that fourth and one, that 15-yard touchdown on that fourth and one. You cannot do talking like that. Nope. Have your fans chirping that you're better than Minka Fitzpatrick and you're better than Dorn James. And then you get beat like that in a crucial moment when you and Mike Hilton was doing all the talking. All that Eli talking. Apple doing all the talking. Joe Burrow even had a lot to say. And it's like, you got to think about all of that. And yeah. I, I'm going to keep it real. The Bengals did not back it up at all. They did not back it up. And they want to talk about the referees. But I'm going to tell you right now, if it wasn't for the referees, they would have got their ass handed to them in that AFC Championship game. Because let me remind you, your boy went one for two. 
two, he was supposed to have another one for four game. Another one for four game that you walked into one favor to win. Two, you know, referee, your fans doing all the damn talking. You know, we so won against talking. the Steelers. We won against the Steelers. You were one for four doing all the talking. Pick six, Dominica Fitzpatrick. And boy, I could watch that play all day. Right. But, anyway. <laughs> but, but then it's like, if it wasn't yeah. for the referees, you would have had another one of those games. Let's talk about the BS neutral infraction called on Chris Jones, the pass interference call on your rookie cornerback. That was two interceptions that was taken away, and Joe Burrow still Thank had another you. one for two games. And that he part does not get highlighted. Yes. And then there was and one that was called back. I'm like, referees two of don't them. interceptions. Two that were called yeah. back that game. Yeah. Two of them. And I'm two like, that were you called cannot... back and two that were taken. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's like, you cannot you cannot go one for two. Perform the way you perform. Your offensive line being horrific damn near every game this year. First thing first, you wasn't even supposed to get out of Cincinnati. Let's go there. Let's go there. You want to talk about the referees, how they missed that BS, how they missed that damn call when um Chris Hub when Chris, I meant Sam Hubbard, correct me, was returning that for they missed that call that was supposed to benefit Mark Andrews. They mm-hmm. missed that. Because that was a clear interview. Yes, clear yes, you're grab. right. Yep. The referees helped you with that one. They then never want to acknowledge about the that. Nope, they, don't they don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to acknowledge also this, ladies and gentlemen, that let's talk about the fact that if it was Josh Allen would have not missed those damn throws, you would have been out of Buffalo. You would have been out of here. You would have been gone. You did. You were listen. Joe Burrow was the better quarterback that game because he made the throws Josh Allen missed. Yeah, he was. Jamar but... Chase, T. Higgins were the better receivers because they took advantage of the overall stupidity. Give credit when it's due. But Eli Apple, you should have been talking. You should have not been talking at all. Oh, yeah, Cancun on three. All this other garbage. <laughs> Mike Hilton, we'll see y'all in Burrowhead winning only one game out of five matchups. It's, you know. Yeah, unbelievable. You've only won one game in, in Arrowhead, and you out here talking. One. Literally that. one. <laughs> if it wasn't for the Cleveland Browns, they would have the least amount of wins in Arrowhead out of the entire AFC North division. And I don't think they understand that. And they don't understand this. They, they did all this talking about owning <laughs> the division, owning the conference, but here's the facts of it. You are the only team besides the New York Jets, Mark Sanchez, and the New York Jets to go to back-to-back AFC Championship games and no Super Bowl to show for it. Yeah, No Super Bowl to show for it. The Chiefs, (laughs) back-to-back Super Bowl win the following year. Steelers, same thing. Patriots, same thing. Even the damn Ravens. There's only one team that has ruined it all for this conference, and that's the team that did a lot of talking. Obviously, no one even expected that from the Jets, but when and the Jets wasn't claiming supremacy. These fools was. But back to the game, it's like you did not back up your trash talk. The referee nope. saved Joe Burrow from another one for four game because he <laughs> knew the one thing he could not afford. When he did more talking week one than Mitchell Trubisky, he did more talking than Patrick Patrick Mahomes, Always. who kept his mouth oh, yeah. shut the whole damn year. Mahomes doesn't give people bulletin board material. That's one he thing doesn't. I love about my quarterback. He will not give you bulletin board material. It's like you can't do foolishness like this and then think you're gonna come out and win that game. You was, I said when I saw when I rewatched that film versus Buffalo, 
I said, there's no way in hell they're going back into Arrowhead. I would no. not want to play Patrick Mahomes healthy or <laughs> no. not. Because those throws that Josh Allen missed, which is why he got the slander that he got, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Patrick Mahomes is not missing. Lamar Jackson would have not missed those damn throws. Hell, Kenny probably would have not even missed those damn throws. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand. Like, what when you first heard that nonsense... What were your thoughts on that comment? The Burrowhead one? Yes. Oh, I I loved it, actually. I was like, this is exactly the fuel that our team needs. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I, wel- I welcome it. I welcome all the bulletin board material. And I know, um, like, so we have Patrick Mahomes' trainer, Bobby Stroop. I don't know if you watched Quarterback on Netflix. He was on that with him. Um he is hilarious on Twitter because he will just like, he's basically like retweeting and like bookmarking the things that he wants to like share with Mahomes. And he'll kind of say what Mahomes will never say. And so all that kind of stuff, we all like, all of us will just like bookmark it and save it for later. Um, and so when he said that, I was like, oh, this is not going to age well, especially because like Mike Hilton, like he doesn't, he's not sorry you ain't crap my Hilton uh you haven't done hardly anything against the Chiefs your team has not you uh to have the audacity to call the entire stadium Burrowhead is hilarious to not think that's gonna backfire and then like you said he I mean I don't know if you remember the throw uh Mahomes had to Marquez Valdez Scantling in the end zone where he darted it it was kind of kind of a really hard throw for Mahomes to make. It was like, it was on the wire. Um, and he darted it right to Marquez in the end zone. And it was over Mike Hilton. And I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. Because I was like, that is exactly what you get for talking all that trash. And then this is exactly what you get. <laughs> so, like, and you know, Mahomes really played a pretty flawless game that entire AFC championship game, too. Like, I think he was like, this is, I have to shut these guys up. I think we, every Chiefs player and fan was just so tired of it. Um, the it whole crazy. AFC was is tired of it to a point that so, the team that we all wanted the throne, we're rooting for the win because that's how bad everyone got tired of you. It was so they, tiring. And by the way, I think I speak for all AFC North fans or those with a brain. We apologize for that sorry excuse of leadership <laughs> of this division. We it's apologize okay. for that. Forgiven. You don't have to apologize for them. They're their own worst enemies right now. So I hope your division uh, can humble them a bit this season. Oh, we're going to. Trust me. And you know what? We're going to get into that. We're definitely going to get into that. But moving on. We speak on NFL quarterbacks, and we speak on Patrick Mahomes and his contracts. Now, Aaron Rodgers was the one who paved the way, but Mahomes was the one who continued it when I believe he got a 10-year deal from the Chiefs after his Super Bowl year. Yeah. Ever since then, quarterbacks have been getting paid margins Crazy. of money. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, 110 in fully guaranteed money at the point of the signing. 179 is guaranteed in the event of injury. Lamar Jackson, $260 million contract deal. Then you have, you know, with 185 guaranteed, <laughs> then it's Justin Herbert who's, who just broke the market. I believe he's now getting 185.5 or somewhere around that. 
or 196 to be more exact. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts now on the quarterback position um, overall and your thoughts on their big paydays since your guy Patrick Mahomes and his? So, you know, when Mahomes got paid, it was there was a lot of controversy around his contract, um, especially at the time, because it was we haven't seen such a big contract like that. And you're seeing those contracts now. Um, but what you're you're still not seeing the amount of money he's gotten, which is five hundred million dollars over 10 years. Like we have not seen that big of a contract still since Mahomes, you're seeing those contracts, but in lesser years. So you're seeing like the five-year ones for Lamar and Jalen and uh, Justin Herbert. Now it's like, it's all the five-year stuff. And I think it is because those guys haven't um, led their teams to, well, they've led their team. Some of them have led their teams to Super Bowls, but they haven't won yet either. So I think if Jalen had won that one, he might have a bigger contract, um, but he didn't win. And it's not guaranteed that you're going to get back. I think they could. They have a great chance to. But so nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. Um, so I'm I'm all for guys getting paid. I think it's great. I think Mahomes is really going to try to keep the – it's hard because he is, without question, the best quarterback in the league, right? So he he kind of dictates that market. And – when you have these guys now that are making, they're all, I think he's like the seventh or eighth highest paid now. You have a lot of guys making a lot more money than he is. But Grant, like, in Mahomes' defense, he is making so much money off the field, it's not even funny. So his quarterback money, yes, it's nice. But, like, I think he's trying to do what's best and for the team and not make it so, like, no one else can get paid. Um, but then also keeping the market steady and other guys should be getting paid what they're getting paid so I think it's kind of a struggle um because he should be paid higher and you have guys like Florio that are always like oh Mahomes he's so underpaid he's gonna demand a trade if he's not paid better I'm like please like he is not that's like the exact opposite of who he is and he's trying to follow that Brady method of um taking the lesser amount you're gonna make plenty off the field you're going to win Super Bowls if you take a little bit less. And so I'm, I'm good with it. I say keep moving the market. That's how every position is going to be. It's going to keep changing and evolving. Um, and he's making good money. So, you know, it's like I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I feel like guys like Jalen deserved it. Lamar deserved it. Justin Herbert. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, one guy I don't think deserved it was <clears throat> Cleveland Browns quarterback who I will not name <laughs> that was an insane contract that I don't agree with um but I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow is gonna get too because the Bengals historically don't pay fantastic um and I know they have a lot of people to pay right now and it'll be interesting to see what they can figure out but I know Burrow <laughs> he loves to copy Mahomes, right? So he's gonna, they're gonna try. They're gonna, he's gonna try to do that same thing where it's like, oh, let me structure my contract this way so we can whatever. But that's, that's kind of my thoughts on, um, I guess, on the quarterback market in general. But I think contracts right now are just such a mess in the NFL. And we're also dealing with the Chris Jones situation. So that's been not fun <laughs> because 
my quarterback is making less money so you can pay guys like Chris Jones and you're not. So I'm not, not really understanding, but yeah. Yeah. I'm actually glad that you brought up Chris Jones because (laughs) he has a lot of, yeah, he, he has a lot of, you know, controversy surviving, you know, surrounding his name and contract negotiations. I'm surprised that it's taken this long for him to get his contract. So I just want to hear your thoughts on that, honestly, because I'm shocked. I'm thinking, okay, you know, he might take less money or he might want more money because we get it. He's a top five, top 10 player without question, a top three player in his position. It's like, it's shocking. And, you know, it keeps Chiefs fans on their heels because this is the name and the face of your defense. This is the guy who called the shots. He is is our quarterback of the defense. Exactly. He is to your defense what TJ Watt is I was to the Steelers defense. Yep. So it's it, it's plain as simple as that. So what are your thoughts on this contract controversy and what do you think the outcome would be? What, if you were the Chiefs, what would you pay Chris Jones? For one, I can't even tell you how annoying the entire situation has been. I think most of us did not expect it to get to this. Um. I would say the majority of Chiefs fans did not expect it to be this like holdout that it became. Um, He is the leader of our defense. He is a main reason why we won that AFC championship game. Um, He's a main, I mean, he had the most sacks as a defense tackle last season. He's just been such a pillar to our team for such a long time. Um, I really can't believe that it would even be like a question to pay him. I would, I would pay him what he wants. I would pay him 30 million, um, give him what, what he wants and the guarantees. Um, I think Veach, our general manager, he has a weird way of doing contracts where he'll kind of like sneak in money in different ways that he can, like in a cash bonus or a, you know, if you can do this then you'll get, you'll earn this incentive and whatever, Um, And I think Chris Jones isn't going for any of that. And I actually think so his management is the his agents are the Katz brothers or the Katz, whatever. K-A-T-Z, the Katz, Katzes. (laughs) So uh, they actually trained under Drew Rosenhaus, which is, you know who he is. He's a big time NFL agent. So and, you know, we lost Tyreek Hill with Drew Rosenhaus. So. I'm beginning to grow very weary of um, all of the Chris Jones stuff. I know a little scoop is I don't, he will not be the preseason game tomorrow. Um, he's I don't know when he'll show up. In my best guess, it would be um, for the Lions game week one. <laughs> and then what are you going to practice for a week beforehand? And get you know I I really don't know but I think his agents are playing hardball I think the Chiefs have a price they're going to offer him he's not wanting to take that and no one's willing to budge right now so for something to get done someone's going to have to budge um Chris Jones actually the other day we were having a Twitter space and he responded to one of the girls in our space and she said our like she he said, I have time for one question. Like, what are you going to say? And she's like, are you going to, um, now this was a tweet. It wasn't in our space, but he tweeted at her 
while she was in our space. And she said, like, are you going to play for the Chiefs this season or whatever? And he's like, or for the future, for the next few years, I think is what she said. And he's like, well, I'm under contract this season. Let's go enjoy it. Which makes me think we have him for this season. I'm not optimistic on him. I'm kind of prepared myself at this point to lose him next season because it's just sounding like that. He was, um, he posted a picture yesterday. I don't know if you saw that on my Twitter that I, I tweeted last night. He posted with uh, Michael Bay and uh, the big movie producer. And Michael's caption was, this guy just quit on his team about Chris Jones. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> this guy just quit on his team? Like, what are we? I'm just really tired of the cryptic posts. I'm tired of uh, all of it. But it's it, and it's funny because he, Chris, he's really loving the attention. He's loving, like, all the fans being like, we want you to stay. We want you to stay. And I don't know. I don't know for sure. Um, I think his agents are... Uh, He's their biggest client, right? So if they can't get him a big deal done, then what does it say about them as agents? People aren't going to want to sign with them because, oh my gosh, you couldn't even get the best defensive tackle a deal. Like, why would we sign with you? Blah, 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 blah. So I just think there's a lot of ins and outs that go into this situation as a whole. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen. No one, I promise you, no one knows what will happen except for Chris, his agents, and Brett Beach. Um, and it will just, we'll just have to see how it goes. I, I, he will be a chief this season. We'll be fine. He'll play for us. He might even have himself a hell of a year trying to earn a different contract somewhere if we don't pay him. So I think I would say probably 95% of Chiefs fans our team pay him. 99 percent but like there's nothing we can do so <laughs> yeah it sucks um it sucks losing your top players and the thing that keeps me on the optimistic side about this is that the Steelers were arguably in the same predicament with the TJ Watt contract you know situation a few years ago yeah eating up ben, you know eating up a little bit of Ben's contract because he was the highest paid he was one of the the right, highest paid right. quarterbacks in football, but rightfully yeah. so because that's Ben Roethlisberger. But um, I think, you know, I don't see Chris Jones leaving. Obviously, I think when he made that post, I feel he was trolling because <laughs> a lot of people are, you he know, a lot he of people. He's trolling hard. <laughs> yeah, he's trolling, but it makes you nervous because we can all think and say, but at the end of the day, what's going to matter is what's so. And that's really what you're keeping your, you know, you're keeping your heels on for is to see, like, what's going to be so. Week one against the Lions, who obviously is going to be no joke, had a killer draft. So you guys are focused on that. You're focused on basically doing what you felt you should have done a year or two ago, which is repeat as back-to-back -back champions. Yeah. But you know that it's going to be hard to do that without your best defensive player on the field in Chris Jones, which is why you got 95% of you or 99% of you, like you said, <laughs> our team pay him. There's Unfortunately, there's idiots in every fan base. Those who don't think that players are worth <laughs> X, Y, and Z when statistically and on film, it says a whole nother story, and there's a reason for that, and that's how things are yeah. documented. 
but we're speaking on, you know, your fans. We're speaking on you guys. What are your thoughts on Chiefs Kingdom fan base? As obviously people will call you the queen bee of that fan base. You're one <laughs> of the most followed. You're one of the most known. Obviously, you're one of them with the most acclaim and for right reasons. What are your thoughts on that fan base? I, I love Chiefs fans. I think it's great. Um, so I was born and raised in Kansas City. I've lived here my whole life. I did go. I moved to California for a few years a while ago, um, but I'm back in Kansas City now. And Kansas City is a special place. Like there's a lot of really good people here. We've we've OK. So people always want to say like. There's there were no fans before Mahomes. I think any NFL fan that's actually been an NFL fan knows that's not true. Like there were. Chiefs fans have run deep for so long. We sat through all the bad years. We sat through the hard times. There were so many seasons where I would just be thankful we'd win a few games, you know, like, I, and it was, it was the Steelers and the Patriots and the Colts and Broncos. And those were the teams that ran the AFC and the Chiefs. We were just happy to be in it at all when we could be. Um and so we went through years of pain. I mean, I, I remember Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I'd be like, be like asking my dad as a kid, like, why are the Chiefs never in it? Like, why are we just never, never any good? But, you know, we were still there. We were still fans. Um, and there are definitely bandwagon fans now because with any good athlete, you get that, right? Like, that's just how it goes. There's Tom Brady fans. There's... Um, I mean, just for an example, but you say you're going to get that with Patrick Mahomes because he is such an electrifying player to watch and he's so special. And I just, I feel like I'm like dreaming of the era of Chiefs football I'm in. Like I've waited so long to have a head coach like Andy Reid. We've had Travis Kelsey and he's been such a blessing to our team um, since he's been here. And then to really have him with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it's just such a dream I can't believe we have Tyree Kill at the same time, you know, and luckily we won a Super Bowl with him too, but it's just been the best time to be a Chiefs fan. I love Chiefs fans. I think um, everyone really like, yeah, like I said, there's going to be bandwagons. There's going to be, and some of them are starting to act a little spoiled now or a little um, unrealistic about some things I would say, but I'd say overall, I think Chiefs fans are, some of the best in the league and we're going to be faithful to our team no matter what. So I'm just, I'm happy for what Chiefs fans are getting right now. It's been a lot of years of pain and now we get some fun. So I'm loving it. Exactly. And the thing is about it, it's like you guys been through a lot of one and done seasons and oh, unfortunately it was in your home turf. So to yeah. see your team finally host the AFC championship game, to see your team finally win it. And you guys ever since like the last one and done season, people don't know since Mahomes became the starting quarterback. I think what people just don't seem to understand the chiefs have hosted at least four to five AFC conference five. championship games. Five straight. Mahomes, Five straight. ever since Mahomes has been, you know, the starter, the Listen, Chiefs, it's been, he, it's been Arrowhead ever since. He hasn't not hosted a That's the worst Patrick Mahomes has done as a starter is losing in overtime in an AFC championship game at home. That's the worst he's done. Exactly. In overtime. And the two times he <laughs> lost at home were both in overtime. 
and that's the thing. And it's like, I, I just can't. I can't with it's people. And I'm real. like, there's a reason for that. It, there's an ultimate reason for that because it's like, when you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes, it's just, he, listen, that tells us one thing and one thing only. The Chiefs has always been a championship team. They just needed that one final piece. And that piece, without question, is Patrick Mahomes. Was him, yep. Was him, no question. Because we, it's, it's getting to a point that the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead is starting to become a cultural, uh, you know, the Arrowhead Invitational. Arrowhead Yes, tradition. <laughs> it's starting to become a cultural tradition because yeah. we all know, oh, yeah, AFC Championship game. The only question at this point is who's going to be playing the Chiefs in Arrowhead? Like, look on all your favorite sports, you know, your sports shows, Undisputed with Skip Bayless, First Take, Speak with Joy <laughs> Taylor. Us. <laughs> all of them <laughs> right right he definitely does oh, but God. it's like get up all these other shows it's one question is who's gonna be playing the Chiefs this year in Arrowhead not Burrowhead but Arrowhead not Burrowhead <laughs> it's like it, it it's a tradition now it's yeah. starting to become a cultural tradition because it's it, we're starting to look at Arrowhead the same way we was once looking at Gillette Stadium, or at one point we was looking at Heinz Field. I don't give a damn what anyone says. It is still Heinz Field. I'm uh, not calling it Acrosure. So <laughs> it's always gonna be Heinz you know, Field to me. You know, Chiefs were Arrowhead Stadium, but G E H A bought it, so it's like now G E H A at Arrowhead. Everyone's like, no, it's Arrowhead. Like, yeah, it's Heinz. Like, no, we're not changing. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not changing the names. No, especially with the ketchup bottle still at the back of the right. stadium. There's a reason for that. But I need to go to the Steelers Stadium. I need to go there sometime. Hey, hey, let me know when you're in town. <laughs> I'll definitely, definitely tour you. But we speak on your quarterback. We speak on Patrick Mahomes. He is, without question, was the highest ranked player in the entire league, and rightfully so. The first quarterback since Kurt Warner, I believe, in 99 to win both the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP of the, uh, you know, of the Super Bowl. With that being said... The, yeah, it, the league MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, MVP of the Super Bowl. Sorry for that. But <laughs> what were your thoughts when you first heard or seen Patrick Mahomes being ranked as the number one player on the NFL Top 100 list? Just unbelievably well-deserved um I like I said earlier I'm still pinching myself that this is our quarterback and that he I mean he's won everything you can win this offseason I think like he's won the SB he won MVP league MVP Super Bowl MVP he's number one in the league I mean it's just without question and he's so much fun to watch play football because he can make every traditional throw you want him to make but then he can also do like everything else that no one else can. And I'm hoping that this season we get one of those behind the back passes that I'm sure you've seen. Uh, that's what I'm hoping we get to see this year in a game successfully. I wouldn't even be mad if you wanted to try it out tomorrow, but, um, but it's just unbelievably well-deserved. He is without a doubt. And I would say this, if I weren't a chiefs fan, he is without a doubt the best player in the league. Like there's no question. Um, it's yeah that's really all i can say is if he wasn't number one that list would have no credibility and honestly a lot of the list didn't have a lot of credibility but 
I think they got the top 10 pretty right on it. Um, but yeah, I think he deserves every, every bit of that number one spot. And uh, I think he could easily earn it again next season. I don't, you know, with Mahomes, he's not even, he's just entering his prime right now. He's young. Like people forget it's only been five years that he's been in the league, but because he just wins all the time, it seems like he's been in the league forever. Um, because all you do is hear his name, but he's ran this league since he entered it. And I think he could easily win number one again next season. I think people are going to be, I think as time goes on, he just gets smarter and smarter at playing the game of football. He is a insanely smart guy. Like, insanely smart. He can read the field from, like, the back of his head. It's crazy. Um, he will make plays happen no matter what. Like, it's it's effortless for him. And if he can just have a little time in the pocket, I mean, he, he will make a play happen. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm just so excited to continue watching him. and um, But yeah, I think that number one spot was very well earned. And I think Travis Kelsey should have been a little higher, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you and your take on the top 100. I don't see any player that was better and more of a difference maker for their team than Patrick Mahomes. It's no question. And, like, for the things that we already said and the things that we continue to see, and I feel we're going to continue to see as long as Mahomes stay healthy, God is in his corner, and, you know, yeah, as long as he still exists in this league. That's just that's yeah. sad. <laughs> certain things you're just going to have to put up with. Patrick Mahomes is the certain thing. And the same way you feel about Travis Kelsey, so I feel about Mika Fitzpatrick. I feel he should have been in that top 10, but I'm glad that they had him as the, where he belonged as the highest ranked safety because to yes. me that is the best safety in football. Yes, you I know, no question. Great player. Yeah, I love him too. That, that's, that's my guy. <laughs> But we got we to gotta talk about your Chiefs a little more here because we got to ask this question. I got to ask this question. Will the Chiefs finally achieve a back-to-back Super Bowl title reign this year? So in my humble, humble opinion, <laughs> I think they absolutely can. Um, like I said earlier, I think the league made the mistake in letting the Chiefs win last season. Um, I've been saying this the past year really is that this team is only going to get better this year. We lost a few guys. Yeah, but we replaced them with people that will be equally, if not more productive. Um, you know, we lost Orlando Brown Jr. to the Bengals, which was absolutely wild and they have not shut up about it it's been probably the most annoying trade i can think of in recent memory um because they think he is just this incredible which he probably is better than what they've had at left tackle i will give them that um but you know that's why mahomes uh, he's not gonna make a difference for them though that's the thing he'll be fine he's serviceable um but there's a reason you really think the chiefs have the best have a half a billion dollar quarterback, the best quarterback in the league, and they're going to let that guy walk if he's the best left tackle in the league? No. He was average at best. Um, And we replaced him with Donovan Smith, you know, who used to block for Tom Brady. And uh, Donovan Smith had a little bit of a rough year last season, but really that's because he was playing through injury, and I think he'll be just fine. Um, 
So I'm really, if anything, I think most of our team has taken a step up. I think our defense feels way better than they did last season, and they won last season. So I see all the potential in this in the world for this team to get back. I think they have that fire in them. Like, they know they can do it. Um, so I, I fully, and I think, I think it's for any team, but especially when you really are a contender, nothing is good enough unless you're winning the Super Bowl on the Chiefs right now. So I, I know they like encourage that in every single meeting, you know, Andy Reid is calling Patrick Mahomes at 4am with different play ideas, different play calls. And they'll like talk at four and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm asleep, but it's, you know, but they'll still talk at 4am. And I just, it's just a different level of football. Uh, and I'm just so excited, but yeah, I think they have all the potential in the world to win again. I definitely agree with you. Um, it's it's hard to disagree. It's really hard. And if you don't think you're just a complete idiot, because think about it, who did the Chiefs lose that they cannot replace or they haven't already? And that's the question. And we already know how problematic they are. I just feel like if it was going to stop, you know, this early or this quick, it would have stopped when Tyreek Hill went to Miami. It didn't. Ironically, you won the Super Bowl. I saw it coming. Um, I just didn't see no one in AFC at the time that was as capable, not even the Bengals. I'm not a, such a Bengal believer as many are. Um, and that's just that. But we speak about the AFC. We speak about teams. We brought up all of this. Who do you see as – who would you consider as threats to the throne in the Chiefs in the AFC, if there's any? Uh, there's always going to be threats. And what – you know, it's kind of like the Patriots of old where every single team you play is giving you their best effort. Like, we don't have easy games because every team is going in with the mindset, like, oh, we're going to beat the Chiefs. Like, this is – we're going to give it our all. Like, let's – and they put everything on the line to beat the Chiefs. Like, you'll have players that come back from injuries early just to play the Chiefs. And it's crazy. I mean, uh, I would say the Chargers are big guilty of that. They, like, put Mike Williams in last season, and he was not ready. And then he made, he made one big catch and then went down again on the first. <laughs> it was like, okay, I don't know why you're putting these guys back in when they're not even ready. But they have to try because you're not going to beat the Chiefs if you're not putting in your best players. But, um, yeah, I think – I mean, I guess you could say the typicals. Um, I guess the Bengals are a threat because they I, they have beat us a few times. Um, I, I I don't know. I think I think the Ravens low key could be good. I like a lot of the moves they made in the off season, so I could actually see. Unfortunately, I know. Right, I know. Um, I could low-key see them being a threat. I could low-key see, I just, and it's such a, it's such a crazy time to be a Chiefs fan. Like, but it's just like, I potentially the Bills, but it depends how they handle their season. Um, I still think if the Bills make it that far, we beat them. Um, potentially, you know, I'm not. I'm actually more sold on the Jets right now than I am the Dolphins, which could be a hot take. Um, I'm not super sold on the Dolphins for some reason. I just don't see them in a Super Bowl. I just don't with Mike McDaniel or yeah, Mike McDaniel coaching. I just don't see that. 
Um, I just don't see him leading them to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, like you said, I think Steelers could be a dark horse. Do I think they're going to challenge the Chiefs this season? No. Um, Playoffs, think- yes. Challenging the Chiefs, no. No. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make it that far. No. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't. I don't see a huge competitor right now but ask me again in like eight weeks and maybe i'll have my mind changed but at the moment i think the chiefs are at the top and someone's really gonna have to work hard to dethrone us the jags could be a sleeper i'm i'm actually pretty high on the jags i like trevor lawrence a lot i like wp um so that could be a sleeper too that'd be interesting but it would take a lot it's gonna take a lot to stop this team right now yeah it's gonna take a lot (laughs) it's gonna take a lot to stop Patrick Mahomes period no matter who he has around him and Travis Kelsey please don't get me started um that's a whole nother (laughs) that's a whole nother episode but yeah last question before unfortunately I have to let you go um we spoke on the sleeper teams who would you consider as the sleeper teams in the AFC like the teams that should be getting talked about more and not yeah, I would say probably the Steelers. I would say maybe the Chargers a little bit have been a little underrated this season. Um, I think what happens every offseason is the Chargers get very overrated. Like they have been the last few years, and then it keeps being the Chiefs. And, but now I feel like you're not hearing about them as much, and they do have a different offensive coordinator. I think they could be a little bit of a sleeper. I think the Jags are going to be really good. Um, I think one of those, one of those AF South, AFC South teams is going to be good aside from the Jags. I just don't know which one, but I think there's some potential down there and we'll just have to see. Um, but I feel like everyone's really high on every team in the North and the East, except for the Patriots. <laughs> and, and that's ironic saying so, that. I know it really is, but I think you're going to, um, you're going to have some disappointments over there. Like not everyone's going to be as good as they're made out to be at the moment. So. Oh, I got a good feeling about who one team can be, but you know what? I'll save that for another show. <laughs> but I'll save that for another show. For sure. And I also think, um, I think there's some people that are high on the Broncos this year. I am not at all. At all. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it at that, but. They haven't beat us since 2015, so. Yeah, I definitely, I can see why. It's been it's been a hot minute, and even before Mahomes, you guys were pretty much their crit nights, and it's only gotten it's only gotten it's only worse got and worse. Mount High ever since. <laughs> and but did you see Russell Wilson last night? He was terrible. Oh, actually, no, I didn't even watch the games last night. Unfortunately, oh. I was on the clock. I was he on the was clock. I couldn't horrid. even watch my Steelers like that last night. I'll actually have to rewatch the game tonight. But... It took him four four drives to score against the Cardinals' second string defense. I'll just say that. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm going to say this. It's going to be a very interesting 2023 season. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of teams that might surprise people. Yep. I'm picking my Steelers to be one. Yeah. Um, your Chiefs, I feel, are gonna stay where they are. You know, I don't see them not making it back to the Super Bowl because, like I said, my Steelers are not ready. 
And or like we both pretty much can agree with my Steelers are not ready. We're ready for the playoffs. Yes, maybe the AFC championship game, but the Super Bowl, not so much. Yeah. I don't think so. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. No, you can't get ready with only two years. Like this ain't the Big Ben era where he's playing plug in. It's clear yeah. what they're doing. And I actually like what they're doing because it creates a more longevity project that will yeah. make it. That will bring more value. So we're definitely I'm definitely sticking patient. But Lexi, that's all I have for you. Um, if you well, guys haven't, you. if you guys haven't, please give Lexi here a follow at on Twitter at Lexi Osborne, as she will continue to cover the cheese on her podcast, Kingdom Queens Pod. And she will continue to drop her takes and definitely will be giving you more takes on the AFC as her team is the team to be. AFC is right around the corner. NFL is right around the corner as we are in the preseason. This is your host, May Shayla, signing out. And this has been the Mike Bomb Podcast. Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast, the podcast where the bombs get thrown. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. This is your host, May Shayla, exiting out. But before I do, I would like to take the time to thank everyone who has subscribed follow and listen to the podcast and for your overall support and love. If you are interested in getting more news and updates about the podcast, such as new episodes, new seasons, you can now subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, Google Podcasts, and much more. Or you can visit www.themikebomb.com for news updates within your favorite sport leagues along with more news about the podcast. Thank you for your support and see you next episode. Every night and I pray, asking Lord let him hear.